Welcome back to the Daily Alana Sports Podcast, um, Alana Nation. These last three months have been trying in all aspects of American life, whether that be health, whether that be sports, and most notably, whether that be race relations in the United States. Last night, um, it came to another boiling point as the NBA and the WNBA kind of simultaneously decided that we're not going to play these games for entertainment while black people are being targeted and killed by police officers in the street day in and day out. Um, this past week, we obviously saw uh, Jacob Blake in Kenosha um, be shot seven times in the back by police officers. And we've seen what that has you know, brought in terms of protests, in terms of uh, social justice um, messages, in terms of people angry. And, and this is just, I mean, this is gonna affect our sports world. When the NBA players decided to come to the bubble, same with the WNBA players, they, they came because they thought that their message, their messaging, whether that be commercials, whether that be statements from owners or players, whether that be the, the messages on their back would shed light. The aftermath of the Jacob Blake shooting has shown that people still don't care. Um, this is obviously something hard for all of us to talk about, but we think that this is the most important issue, not only in sports, but in life right now. Um, and that's why I'm joined today with Gabby Hajduk and Josh Peach, um, obviously two people who are always on this podcast, uh, to discuss and to, to really talk about how we feel about America right now. Um, Josh, Gabby, how are you doing? Doing okay. Obviously, it's been a really weird 24 hours to see everything going on. Um, it's just I totally stand with these athletes, you know, boycotting these games because I think LeBron says it best, we're not going to entertain you if you're not treating people of the same skin color as us correctly. And it's really sad to see because I am a white man and I understand that I will never truly understand what it's like to be a black male or female, especially in the United States, because let's face it, people with black skin color do not get treated equally and that is not okay and if what it takes right now is for sports to take a pause for human rights to get under control i 100 percent stand with all athletes that are in favor of that yeah i mean i think we're all on the same page here and if anybody's listening and is not on the same page as us i don't understand your point of view um and i personally don't think it's right i mean if you want to sit here and you want to watch LeBron and Kawhi and Giannis and whoever else is your favorite player in basketball, they're most likely black. And if you're not willing to stand behind them and support them when they're trying to advocate for their race and they're trying to advocate um, for social justice and you just want to see them play and you think they should just whatever phrase you want to use, shut up and dribble, whatever that's been said to these athletes, if 
you just want to see, if you only support them for your entertainment and because you want to watch basketball, then you have no business supporting them. And I'll speak for LeBron James, he does not want your support. Like, and that's just where I think everyone should stand as a sports fan. Um, and if you can't support putting sports on hold for something as serious as what's going on right now, I just don't know what to tell you. And I, you can't be upset, you, especially if you are white, like me and Josh are, you actually have no say about how these black athletes feel and how they want to protest and how, you know, how they want to show their support for the Black Lives Matter movement and just for social reform and social justice in general. So you really don't have a say. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's been hard and it hasn't even just been the last 24 hours. I mean, it's been the last three months of just instance after instance. And it's built up for these athletes. Like they don't want to sit here and just be your entertainment anymore. And I mean, I don't blame them. And I think I want to shout out um, the WNBA as well, and I know we'll obviously get to that, but they've been doing this for a while. Long they've time. been like at the head of social justice and social reform in sports for a while, and it's good to see that they're only really recently getting the recognition they deserve for that. Um, and it's also good to see other male leagues stand behind them. Um, so I think. I just want to shout out the WNBA too because I think they get a little hidden and everything. But I love what these athletes are doing. Um, personally, wish it would have lasted a little longer, but I understand the idea of trying to return back to games and trying to talk with owners to get real change done. Yeah. Gabby, I think you said it really well when you talked about like people on Twitter, people who have things to say about this. And I think that's probably the most upsetting part about this whole thing is that when you look at these NBA players who decided in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a civil rights movement, to go play basketball and to go finish the season, um, they thought that their message would be heard. And not only in the midst of a civil rights movement, with, with the reckoning of what policing is in this country, did another black person die unnecessarily at the hands of the police? Not only that, after that, people's responses, people who said what they said about Jacob Blake um, in Twitter or on the news or in whatever facet. And then you see again two nights ago, the police let this man from Illinois come up to Kenosha and murder two protesters and, and shoot a third. And I think that's really what set this apart, right? I think that's what kind of set this emotion, was that when the Bucks saw that happen in their, in their market and in, in where they play basketball and where they have the most fans, and, and this just happens and there's, they don't stop this, you know? That's what's the most upsetting. And that's why I think that they had that decision to be like, I just don't want to play anymore. How do you play at this point? How do you play when you've come to the bubble and you've come to Orlando, same with the WNBA, you go to the IMG Academy and, and you think that, you know, maybe, maybe me playing with somebody's name on my back or 
maybe this social justice commercial or something will change minds and it clearly hasn't at any level i don't understand i i i feel so sorry for these nba athletes because i know most of them just feel duped i they have to they have to feel like they just they thought something was going to work and it didn't and i like after i heard the the news that the lakers and the clippers voted to not play again i was like okay the season's done and i did not feel one ounce of sadness because basketball is not the most important thing right now by far there are so many more important things and we should have we should all be ready to let that go when it comes to human rights well i think uh, going back to the clippers and lakers thing like when i saw that i was just like okay wow like the two probably two out of three most likely teams to win the the nba this year said i don't care about that like we're ready to be done i think that's like not that that was a turning point or by any means but i think that just like shook me a little because i was like okay they're they're legit about this this isn't just like a you know we're, we're just trying to get a little national attention no like they all want change and i think same with the WNBA. i mean the what team was it? The Washington Mystics. They uh, came out, they weren't gonna play, but they were scheduled to play. So they came out and in t-shirts that spelled out Jacob Blake's name and then they each had seven bullet holes painted on the back. That picture of them just like from the back as they were kneeling was like chilling to me. Like these athletes should just be able to like in a perfect world, these athletes should just be able to do their job. Like, it is not their job to try and push for social reform. That's the government. And I know we kind of talked about the government a little last podcast and just like whose job really is it in all of this. But to see them come out here and do this and put their job on hold, put their career on hold. I mean, you think of Maya Moore great WNBA player, has put multiple seasons on hold um, to help people in jail who she believes have been wrongly convicted. Um, People like that, I mean, just to see these athletes, they're so much more than athletes. And if you're still looking at them as just a Lakers player or just a Mystics player, just, you know, LeBron James, whatever, he's just the greatest basketball player of all time, no. like. And the fact that they want to be so much more than that and people still only see them as athletes is so sickening. Like, they came to this bubble not to just play and win basketball, but they came to try and push for social reform and try and push people, quote-unquote fans of them who have different opinions, try and push those people to think a little bit differently. And that has not happened. And it's sad because the root of sports is not meant to have to fight for social change like that's just not the root of sports and that's okay but we're at the point where these athletes feel that that is their only job and i think that's just really upsetting that the rest of the country and not the rest but the people who you know think like this and the people who do not support these players it's just it's disheartening and it's you have to think like will this ever change? And I think that's such a hard question to like ask yourself and it makes me sick to think about like, will this actually ever change? I, and I don't know the answer. And I think the 
answer would be no because they're like how do you keep going I just I don't understand how you keep pushing for something that people just will not change on I I immediately thought you know this morning because I woke up and I saw a tweet from a congresswoman from Texas and I don't know her name and I'm not going to get the quote exactly right but she said good morning to everyone except for the athletes that have decided to stop playing so I see something like that right and I think back to you know when all the stuff surrounding George Floyd and Breonna Taylor like you know started happening and everyone was protesting and stuff like that and I think that the most important thing people can do right now is using their platforms and even though Brendan, Gabby, and I, we're not famous. We're talking about it on a podcast. I don't, I don't know about you guys. Like, I marched downtown Naperville when I was back home. People were signing petitions. And a little, like, stuff got done. It got attention. I'm pretty sure the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, like, justice was finally served on them. Like, it works. So if you're trying to say, okay, like, all these people are, like, don't, don't loot. Don't protest this way. Don't protest that way. Well, what else do you want? Like, Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. You get mad. People loot. They get mad. LeBron James says he doesn't want to play basketball. They get mad. What else do you want people to do? Like, these star athletes are using their platforms, and something might get done because of this, because people have tried marching. They've tried signing petitions. Obviously, there's an election coming up. Every single person in this country that's above 17, so 18 and older, can vote. So to see something like that this morning just really made me angry because it seems like people are picking and choosing when, you know, peaceful protesting is okay and peaceful protesting isn't okay and that is a huge problem right now i think it's very clear what people want to see in terms of people like that congresswoman i think it's very clear that they just don't want to see a change to the status quo they don't want to accept that there is something wrong with america because if they accept something's wrong with America, then they have to completely change how they think about everything else. And they're not willing to do that for whatever reason, for whatever one of the million reasons why they might feel insecure about their position in the United States. But that is what needs to happen. And Gabby had a great question on will things ever change? I don't know. I've, I'm a 20 year old black man and I'm terrified that nothing will ever change. I talked to my dad my whole life, and he was—he grew up in the 60s and 70s in Chicago, and he's seen now the same stuff that I've seen. Police just mistreat black people. I'm terrified for my brothers who go out, and I, I, I don't know if they're making it back after I see, you know, after I see what I've seen in my life happen to black people. And I feel so sorry for LeBron James and for Kawhi Leonard and for all these other NBA players that have children that have to stay in Orlando when their kids are confused and hurt and disgusted and don't know where to go from here. I don't know if I can say anything in this podcast that we produce that'll change anybody's mind. And at this point, I really don't care if you cannot see that there is something fundamentally wrong with how this country works against black people, I, I just do not know what to say anymore. There's, there, there's been evidence for the last 400 years, and at this point, if you don't see it, you're not looking. Um, 
I think a lot of people are going to call into question the validity of the NBA players essentially going on strike um, in terms of like, what is this going to do? You know, what is this? What is this? Like, they're playing basketball. Okay, what is that going to change? I think people fail to realize the power that sports have in terms of emotions, in terms of, like, economically. Like, I did a report last year. Sports sports in the United States makes billions of dollars a year just off revenue. The owners of sports teams are some of the richest people in the United States, some of the most well-connected politically in the United States. If LeBron James, who I'm not sure his contract makes maybe 30 million a year, off endorsements maybe he makes 50 to 60 million dollars a year, won't ever touch the wealth that the Lakers owners will. Won't ever touch the political clout that some of these owners will. That is who needs to make a change. That is who needs to talk to people. Because as you've seen, and time and time again, LeBron has spoken out for the last 10 years about stuff. People have spoken out for years and years and years about stuff. So the people that need to make the change are the people that can make the change. You, you, it, it's, it's past the point where you ask LeBron James, how do things change? You can ask him, you know, how would you like them to change? But it's, he can't change stuff. So when you, when you put sports into a jeopardy, this multi-billion dollar industry a year into jeopardy, you, you put it up into the owner's face and you say, you must change this or we will not play your game. We will not make you your billions and we will not sit idly by as more black people die. That is the change. That is the impact that that has. And yesterday, not only did LeBron James, not only did Kawhi Leonard, the entire NBA and WNBA showed the power that the players have. Baseball showed the power that the players have. I want to shout out Jason Hayward. And I'm kind of disappointed in the rest of the Cubs that they did not sit out. I know other players have voiced that if they had more time to think about it, they would have. Um, I don't know if that's true. But I want to shout out players in the NHL who have decided to not play today and the MLB who have decided not to play today. They have shown how powerful they can be because they are the people that people care about. Owners wouldn't make money without the players and that's just the simple fact. So I think that's the most important part to remember when you're like, oh, well, what is LeBron James not playing going to do? Like, he's just a basketball player, whatever. What is, you know, say Anthony Rizzo, what is he going to do? It's the fact that if these owners don't make money, if the players, or let me take a step back, if the players don't play for the owners, the owners will not make money. And the owners will not let that happen because they're mostly rich white men who maybe don't really share the same values as a lot of their players do, but they're, they want money, they're power hungry, that's why they're in the position they are. Um, but if they're not getting that money, they're going to have to look those players in the face and be like, okay, what do, what do you need from us to, so we can make our money? And it's sickening that that's the root of it, and that's sickening that like money is the reason why things could get done. But if these players, okay, let's say we finish up these playoffs, whatever. 
if these players are like if, if things really don't get changed if these owners really don't use their and I want to say what you said their political power that's the thing is these owners have political power LeBron James does not have political power he has the right to vote and he will use that right to vote but he does not have political power like these owners do so if they say you know we're not playing next season if you don't do something those owners are going to panic and guess what they're probably going to do what the players want them to do so that's just the power of the players sitting out and yeah the nba is going to resume but i don't think they're going to go away lightly like this is not mm -hmm. just going to go away it's not like this was a one-day thing okay we got our attention bye no like these players care and i want to talk about the nhl which has been very disappointing and we know the NHL has never really been progressive at all. Um, it's predominantly a white league to start with. They did just announce that Thursday and Friday's games have all been postponed. Um, but that's a little too late on my part. I, they didn't do anything yesterday. They didn't make any statement yesterday. So that's very disappointing. Um, I want to shout out Naomi Osaka. Uh, she's a young women's tennis player. A, world champion tennis player amazing she chose to sit out of a tournament um and she's a money maker she's i think i'm pretty sure she makes more than serena williams now and everybody knows her name and knows how great she is so athletes have power but it really is up to the owners and the people high up to get the change done i want to go back to something um josh said a little earlier just about when you saw that congresswoman's tweet how people like that, they, okay, people peacefully protest. Colin Kaepernick takes knee, it's not okay, you know, riding, not okay, whatever. But when a white man goes up to Kenosha and murders two people, shoots a third, injures a third, and people are defending that, that was not a peaceful protest. That was the farthest thing from a peaceful protest. If he's, you know, whatever his intention was, that is, that's how you, like, him not being reprimanded on the spot isn't white privilege. That's, like, white supremacy at this point. Like, that man right there is a white supremacist. That's not, that's not his privilege. Not just because he has white privilege. Like, it's because there's something very wrong in what he believes. And it's sad because a lot of people think like him. And you can see that in the people on Twitter, on social media, on the news, defending him making excuses for this man who shot three people making excuses for his actions but then justifying a police officer's actions to shoot a man in the back seven times just for not complying yeah you, you should comply with the police i guess but it doesn't mean you deserve to die if you don't white people all the time we see videos not complying with the police with weapons who don't even don't even the police officers don't even pull their gun out that's disappointing and if you think that and i hate this phrase i hate a few bad apples if you think it's just a few bad apples with what's going on please please come talk to me because i would love to have a conversation about why you think it's just a few bad apples because it's not if it were a few bad apples, we would not see what we've seen over the past three months. Just these three months, we want to focus on that. 
we would not see what we've seen and we would not see the people defending those couple bad apples that's just clearly if you're defending that person you think like that person and most likely you would do the same if you were in that situation so I think I definitely just want that point across but I don't know I don't know I'm kind of speechless the more I think about it just how these athletes are continually mistreated um, when it comes to speaking their mind against this and I think that's the craziest thing I think like, like it, I don't know, it baffles me every time because it's literally these athletes. This is the most extreme thing that a group of athletes has really ever done, mm -hmm. right? They don't play a basketball game, right? You look back four years ago, Colin Kaepernick played the game, but just took a knee before the game started, and that and caused a national uproar. It it baffles me that the way that these players are protesting in the most peaceful way, in the most constitutional way, is always met with not, not, I, con, con, confliction is, is too lightable. It's, it's resentment pushing hatred to what people say when these athletes do what they want to do. And it's terrifying because if they don't care about the athletes, what do they care about regular people? And it's frustrating and it sucks because I don't have the answers. You know, these athletes don't have the answers, but they want you to understand that at least there's a problem. At least there's something that needs to be done. And I mean, at the end of this day, as I said before, I don't know if me spewing my feelings on this podcast is going to change anything but like at the end of the day like this is this is the stuff that needs to be done you know lebron the one the one thing he is doing is he's opening up what dodger stadium i think mm -hmm. is like a a polling place he's, of, doing, he's been opening up several but so he's dodgers. been he's been opening up several and it's clear you know what lebron james thinks and like we said something before this, but like it's hard not to get political on a podcast, but like the president has said very bad things about LeBron James. Fox News people have told LeBron to shut up and dribble along with Kevin Durant. But it's clear what LeBron's, you know, what his mission is, get people to vote, because I think he knows that people listening to him, specifically people of color and hopefully young people, need to get out and vote because it's proven when they vote stuff happens changes are made and you know so just going back a little bit like the the boy from illinois that went to kenosha like you know we have these people that are on twitter all the time specifically politicians specifically the president that are tweeting all the time when everything happens this boy goes he kills two people guess who's silent on twitter right now guess who didn't say anything when the NBA was, you know, boycotting. Guess who didn't give any support? You guys know who I'm talking about. Like, it's just so sad to see. So to see LeBron, you know, at least being, I mean, like, obviously he's being political. Like, that's what he's doing. But LeBron's taking as much action as he can. And obviously, like I said, the three of us here, 
we just do an Illini sports podcast. Like, we don't have a lot of say in this world, but if everyone can try and do as much as they can, like LeBron James, I could see some change in this world. But unfortunately, you can't just tell someone don't be racist and they're not racist anymore. And that's the America we live in. I mean, the three of us are just on the Daily Illini sports podcast. That's cool. But, you know, if the three of us are all going to do, we're going to go vote. And that's really the best thing that any normal person can do. Yeah, you have your athletes and you have, you know, people with platforms and they're gonna use that. But if you're just a normal person and you're like, I don't know what to do, like, I wanna see a change, vote. Like it starts, yeah, it starts small, but change does not happen because of one community. It doesn't, and it's sad. Change happens at the highest level and that, the only way we can do that right now really is vote. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I love, love that these athletes are really starting to push that. Not that, you know, they haven't been vocal about that before, but I think athletes haven't really, you know, pushed people to vote and pushed people towards like the political side of everything. And I think that's so important because just people, younger kids or, you know, people our age, you know, 20-ish who, a lot of people, unlike us, aren't, and, and I put this in quotes, like, really into politics. You know, I don't, I'm not really into politics. I feel like I hear that phrase a lot with people our age, and I know a lot of people our age love the NBA because it's such a progressive league, and, you know, they love LeBron, they love Luka Doncic, and, you know, it's so fun. If they see those guys be like, you need to go vote, you need to go vote, it's most likely going to ignite a little fire inside of people. You know what? LeBron's telling me I should vote. Well, you know what? Let me look into this. Like, let me start thinking about this political stuff. And, you know, I hope with everything going on in America right now, you already have the desire to vote. But if you don't, I really think these athletes who are pushing people to vote can really make a difference. I want to bring something up real quick. I've been just looking at some articles on the Internet. And I don't know this uh, page, but it's CCN.com. Not really sure. It looks like it's a online newspaper whatever and this uh guy i'm not gonna like put out a name or anything but wrote a a piece on just the NBA playoffs returning um after the boycott um which i prefer strike but that's been misused a lot but you know he was just saying how he was in full support of the players you know he thinks they really got their point across but then at the end throws in like you know, I, I really wish this could have lasted the whole rest of the season, but I'm so excited because I love basketball and I'm so excited for them to get back to basketball. That's not good enough. Like, you you stand, you say and you support them or whatever, but then be like, oh, thank God we have basketball again. Ugh, getting a little worried about that. Like, if there wasn't basketball, you should have still been in full support of that. And I think that's such that's something I really want to point out. Like, if you say you're in support of a one – a one or two day strike, but then say, you know, like, oh, thank God basketball's coming back kind of way. You know, I would have been upset. You aren't in full support of them. And I, there's a big difference there. Um, one other thing I want to bring up is Illinois media had a Zoom with Illinois Basketball Center Kofi Coburn this morning and I'm pretty sure it was intended to just be about his return he hasn't really talked to the media since he announced the return but there were a couple questions thrown at him about 
the racial injustices we've seen this summer and obviously more recently uh, in the last you know few days and he handled it super well so shout out Kofi for that for being open and honest with us that's something I think media always appreciates but especially on a topic like this but he said something that like I think I've told everybody I've seen today just because it really kind of like shook me to my core he said something about he's from Jamaica and he said that Jamaica to him feels like more of a free country than America and I think that's shocking because as someone who's only lived in America my whole life who has been taught American history I've only been taught that America is the freest country. America is the only free country in the world because of all these rights we have. And yeah, we, we have probably the most rights, I would say, listed in the world compared to other countries. And I'm blessed to have those rights. But from Kofi's point of view, he was saying how in Jamaica, he can be himself. He can go, you know, he can be at home and not be afraid to be discriminated against. He didn't face racism in Jamaica because they're so just like culturally one in um, the island. So that just really stuck out to me because he said that in Jamaica when something bad happens, it actually gets fixed. Like when there's a problem, it gets fixed. In America, he said, when there's a problem, people talk about it and people want it to get fixed, but it never actually gets fixed. And I think that's just, I don't know, it's really stuck with me today because someone who's come from a different country to America doesn't think that we're as free of a country as the one he came from. That just yeah. really shocked me to hear. And you know what that, like, I think the most beautiful thing about that is that you can really tell by what Kofi has said how much community matters in Jamaica. How much people care about the next person and how much people care about other people's well-being. And I, I honestly, I think that is what's missed in the United States, is that there's a lack of community. There's a lack of people wanting to help other people just on the fact that they are in the same community, whether that be the United States community or the Illinois community or the Champaign community. Community is a great thing. And it, it just seems like ever increasingly that we do not have that in a, in a good form at all in the United States. Um, in July, when when the MLB was discussing how they're going to come back, um, Red's closer, Sean Doolittle, had a quote, and it was directed towards more of the COVID side of things, but he said, sports are like a reward for a functioning society. Meaning that if you do not have a functioning society, if things are not going the way that they should be going, you do not deserve sports. You do not deserve the reward of sports. That is what the NBA players want us to understand. This country is not functioning for black people and for people of color. It is not functioning in a way that black people and people of color can live and thrive and be free and be and not have to be worried about police. I think we are very lucky that the NBA last night the players decided that they wanted to come back. 
because I think it would have been a, extremely valid if all of them just got on the next flight out of Orlando and went home to be with their families. So if you're watching sports, more specifically the NBA or the WNBA, in any time the next, any time for the rest of your life, you better just understand that they are not there for you. And in an instant, it can be gone because they deserve human rights more than you deserve entertainment for basketball. I think that, you know, everyone that was on the call this morning, I wasn't, but I, like, saw what people are saying. And, like, for Kofi to, like, you know, obviously, like I think you said, Gabby, it wasn't intended for, you know, him to be talking about, like, social issues right now. But, like, you know, Kofi's only been here for so long. He's only been playing basketball for, like, five years. So I just think that he handled, you know, all the questions really well. And it was cool for him to, like, you know, say everything about, like, how different it is in Jamaica and it is here. So, yeah, shout out Kofi. But the his thing about, like, you know, when you go to Jamaica, like, something gets done. It's just so sad to see here because, like, even, like, if we're going to relate this at all to COVID, like, other countries will get, like, one case and they'll shut down. Like, we don't see cops killing black people in other countries because they've fixed this year, tens, maybe even hundreds of years ago. Like, it just speaks to what's going on in our country. And the fact that we need these athletes and high-name, you know, people like, and athletes like LeBron James to, like, stop playing just for people to be treated like humans is so sad. And I wish that we could have figured this out before, and I hope that we can figure it out. But like you said, Brendan, we should feel, or any sports fans that care more about the NBA than human rights for whatever reason, you should feel lucky right now. Because exactly what you said, Brendan, if they would have walked away and gone to Orlando, that would have been totally justifiable. And I would have been like, you know what? No basketball, whatever. This issue needs to get under control. I don't know if I have much more to say because I think the last thing Brendan said kind of said it all perfectly. Um, but I just kind of want to end with something I already said, but it come, I feel like it comes down to every individual person. Um, I think it's time, if you haven't already, to have hard conversations with your friends, with your parents, with your grandparents, with your cousins, your siblings, your classmates, whoever it may be, if you think the way we think, or even if you don't think the way we think, Having conversations with other people is the best thing you can do as an individual right now. Hear the other side. Hear the other side. What, whatever side it is. Listen to how they think. Because it's so important to just understand if someone doesn't think the way you think and someone doesn't think that, you know, the NBA needs to play and they shouldn't be, you know, they should shut up and dribble. Listen to that, why that person thinks that. And then you'll understand why, and that's how you get them to change. If you don't hear them, if you don't hear them and you just try to argue with them and argue with them and tell your side, they're never gonna change. If you can understand why they think the way they think and kind of investigate that a little more, if you're really passionate and you really care about the human rights of every person, research, read, listen, 
watch. There's so many things you can consume that will help you understand. And you can go back to that person and be like, you know what, here's why you're wrong. It's not just because I think differently, but here's why you're wrong and here's why you should change. And I think if, you know, you could just have a tough conversation with someone and, you know, get another person thinking about your perspective. Get another person thinking about why what LeBron James and the NBA did is good and why it is beneficial. You can just start that conversation with someone. You never know how that could affect the person in the long term. You never know if you can change a person's mind or if you can change someone to think differently. So just please don't be afraid to have those conversations. And I think that's so important. And I'm glad the three of us have been able to have those conversations. And I'm glad, I don't know how many people are gonna listen to this, but I hope you took something away from this. And I hope you understand our point of views and understand why we think the way we think. Um, that's really all I have to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I said before, I don't have the answers. So if you stuck around to the end for some answers, I'm sorry. Um, as Gabby said, I mean, listen, watch, read, research, and do so in a way that you're listening and reading and researching about the right people. You know, people have this stuff. People dedicate their lives to this, to figuring out issues in terms of race relations in the United States. And those who you, who you should be listening to, right? It's great to see LeBron James, you know, speak about that and put that up. But honestly, and LeBron would probably be the first person to tell you this, he doesn't have all the answers. But there are people in the world that do, and you need to listen to those people. Um, this is not a conversation that's going to go away. If you're an Illinois sports fan, Illinois athletes are going to be talking about this whenever sports return in the Big Ten. This is something that is going to be talked about in sports throughout, hopefully, as long as it is an issue. But undoubtedly, the next few months into the next few years. So be ready to listen because it's not going away. And if it's that big of a problem, stop watching sports. See y'all later.